Happy Easter Church. Okay, the first service did the very same thing that you just did to me. Happy Easter, church. Thank you. Are you glad to be here today? You're not convincing me. Are you glad to be here? Has God been good to you? Amen. My name is Luke, one of the pastors here at Holland Chapel, and we're just thrilled that you are with us this morning on Easter morning. I want some, I want some interaction. I want some people to be very honest with me, especially the guys in the room. How many over the last week or two made a special trip to get some Easter clothes? Anybody want to own it? I did. It's all right. Anybody? Anybody? Just a few. I am, I am amazed. Back in the day, I feel like just the whole room would raise their hand. We don't like to buy Easter clothes anymore. What's the problem? Golly. It's a Resurrection Sunday, everyone. Are you glad to be here? I'm glad you're here. The day that Christians all over the globe celebrate the day that our Savior rose from the dead. Amen? Yeah. Well, we got to talk about something. We got to talk about the significance of the empty tomb. I don't want to offend anyone in here. But if we don't understand the significance of the empty tomb, then Easter loses its significance. It becomes another day in which we get dressed up, we invite family and friends to church, we can't wait for the photo op, we jump on social media, hashtag Easter at HC, and it's just another special holiday, isn't it? If we don't understand why that tomb had to be emptied. Jesus coming out of the grave, church, I want you to listen to me right now, changes Everything. Do you believe it? It changed everything. And we've got to look at why the tomb being emptied is such a big deal for us this morning. So there's those in this room that need to be reminded, right? We, we, we know, we, we've heard it, we've, we've read about it. But maybe today you need to be reminded why this is such a special day. Maybe you're new to the faith and, and you, you've never even been taught why coming out of the, Jesus coming out of the grave is a big deal. We, we've got we've to lean in this morning and see why this day holds such significance. It's a really big day. It's a really big day. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians. Turn to 1 Corinthians. Before we read it, let me, let me, let me back up and, and give you some context as to what's happening right here in 1 Corinthians. Chapter 15. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. In this particular section that we're about to read, Paul was very passionate about a specific topic. And as we read it, you'll see almost the frustration that coming out of Paul in this moment as he's dealing with this situation. Oftentimes when we read Scripture, we don't like to think that characters were angry. We don't like to think that characters were frustrated. But what we're about to see is that Paul was growing frustrated with the church. That They don't fully comprehend the power behind Jesus coming out of the grave. 
And what he's doing, what we're about to read, is him setting them straight, saying, it's a big deal. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to pick up in verse 14. Let's see if you can see the passion behind these words. He says, and if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. And you are still guilty of your sins. In that case... All who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Oh, get your highlighters and and underline this in the Word of God. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Amen? He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Do you see the passion here? Paul is clearing some things up. He is establishing for the church why Jesus coming out of the grave is a really big deal. Listen to me. If Jesus had not come out of the grave, he would just be another guy that said a lot of cool things, inspired a lot of people, maybe even performed some miracles. But if he crawled in the grave dead and he never come out of the grave, There would be nothing different about this world. Jesus had to come out of the grave. And what Paul is saying is that he rose, church. And with him coming out of the grave, it changes everything. So today, Easter Sunday, let's look and see what the empty grave provides you and I. I believe with all my heart that the empty grave provides provides benefits for you and I. Who doesn't like some benefits, right? Let's look and see what an empty grave does for you and I as children of God. The first thing that I want you to write down is this, that the empty grave offers forgiveness. The empty grave offers forgiveness. I think I need to say it this morning. This morning, If you have trusted in Jesus, listen to me, your sins have been completely forgiven. Do you believe that, church? Not in part, but all your sins have been forgiven and completely forgiven. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. The empty grave provides complete forgiveness of your sin. And listen to me. If you've come in this room this morning overwhelmed by your sin. Let's let's don't kid anyone this morning. I get it. it. It's Easter. It's a day we smile. We take a lot of pictures. We go hang out with family and friends. But this day 
doesn't change the condition of your soul when you walked in here. If you were overwhelmed by your sin, I want you to hear me. Jesus can and will forgive you of your sin. The empty grave offers forgiveness. Whatever it is that you've done, he died for it and he can forgive you of it. Over the last 10 weeks, whether you've been a a part of this church, you you know we've been talking about the Ten Commandments. If you're just stepping in here on Easter, let me fill you in. For the last 10 weeks, we've been looking at the Ten Commandments. And yes, they've provided a wonderful opportunity for this church to look and see what God has for his kids. And we've been all been challenged by it. It gave us opportunities to talk about being a, a better spouse, being a better parent, giving everything we have in following God. And, and it's been an awesome time. But what these commandments have done, more than anything, I, I want to see if you can e- echo this, is they've shown us that we are sinners and in desperate need of a Savior. Amen? Wow. So if you walked into the Ten Commandments and you're like, all right, let me keep score. There's 10 of them. Maybe I can make a 70%. How did you do? We all zeroed on that test. What the Ten Commandments show us is that we are all sinners. We all fall short of that perfect standard of God. And what they do is they reveal the sin in our hearts and tell us that we need a Savior. And what the empty grave does is offer forgiveness of sins. You can be completely forgiven of your sin because the grave is empty. It's going to be on the screen. I want you to write this down. The only thing that remained in the grave was our sin. I'm going to say that again for the people of God to get a little excited about something this morning. The only thing that remained in the grave was our sin, church. He defeated your sin when he overcame death. And that empty grave can offer forgiveness of sins. Romans chapter 4. It says he was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. Your sins have been forgiven. They can be completely forgiven if you believe in Jesus. The tomb is empty this morning to forgive you of your sins. The second thing that I want you to write down is that the empty grave offers Holy Spirit power. The empty grave offers Holy Spirit power. And you had to check your location real quick to see that you were in a Baptist church. That's right. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit church? Do you believe this morning that the Holy Spirit provides power for you and I? Oh, are you thankful for it? The empty grave offers Holy Spirit power. I want to share a story with you. Will you join in with me, church? There's going to be a picture on the screen. Go ahead. Show it. Anybody know what these are? These are Neon Dion shoes. Anybody know who Dion Sanders is? Yeah. Circa 1996. I just had to have these bad boys. Anybody? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where are my millennial guys at? My 90s kids. You ever had that pair of shoes that you wanted that you just think would change your life? Anybody? 
Am I the only one? Thank you, Jared. We shared the playground together. He knows what I'm about to talk about. Here's the deal, church. Do you know what it's like to be the tallest kid on the playground and not be able to touch the monkey bars? Do you? That was me. I had a problem. Couldn't jump at all. So these bad boys came out. I said, Mom, Dad, I got to have them. I got to have them. Any parents know what it's like just to be harassed by a kid about something? Probably shoes right now. For some of you, I don't know. But I came to my parents, and I was like, hey, I got to have these. I got to have them. So on a Friday night, we loaded up in the car, and we went to the mall. Anybody remember those days? Went to the Foot Locker, and there those boys were. I said, I got to have them. Got to have them. They loved me. They bought, I called them blazing neon Dion's. I put them puppies on my feet, went to the playground. You know where this is going? I touched the monkey bars, church. I touched the monkey bars. I had to have them. It's the air pocket. The air pocket changed everything. Extreme hops. Touch the monkey bars. Why am I telling you this story? You see, when I walked on the playground, I thought I had to have a little extra power to touch them monkey bars. In the life of a child of God, you have extra power, amen? You have Holy Spirit power. And no, I'm not equating the Holy Spirit to shoes. But one of the greatest tragedies is that someone says yes to Jesus. And Scripture tells us you are indwelled. That means the Holy Spirit lives in you. One of the greatest tragedies is that a child of God never understands the power of the Holy Spirit. They live their whole life, and they never, they never experience to its full potential the power of the Holy Spirit. But you've been given Holy Spirit power. Do you believe it? If you believe it this morning, you will live out your life in Holy Spirit power. What does the Word of God say about this? Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. We need to understand that. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. If you said yes to Jesus, you've been given the same power that lifted Jesus out of the grave. You have it. What does that mean for you? If you live a life in Holy Spirit power, it can do immeasurably more than you would ever think or imagine. It'll change your life. If you're living in Holy Spirit power, 
That Holy Spirit can help restore broken relationships. That Holy Spirit power living within you can help restore broken marriages, can mend friendships. The Word of God, this is what Jesus says. They, they were, the disciples were getting heartbroken because Jesus was about to die and he was about to leave them. And this is what Jesus says. He says, it's better for you that I go. And they were puzzled. He says, it's better for you that I leave. Because in my place, I'm going to send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And church, the Holy Spirit is the very power of God living within you. It can change your life. It can change your life. I'll make this real personal. As a six-year-old little boy, I could not mend two sentences together because I stuttered so bad. And then I would not let go of my parents' legs. I was so shy, and I would hide everywhere. And the sense of humor that God has, he was like, I'm going to raise this young man up, I'm going to put him in front of people, and then I'm going to make him talk. Listen, church, that's Holy Spirit power. Keaton cannot lead worship without Holy Spirit power. If you understood what the power of God can do in your life, it would change your life. It would empower you to share the gospel. It would embolden you to love people the way that Jesus loves. It will change everything about you. Because the grave is empty. You have Holy Spirit power. You have to ask yourself this morning, do I really believe it? Romans chapter 8 calls the children of God more than conquerors. Because the Spirit of God lives within you. You need to understand that this morning. The third thing is that the empty grave offers eternity. The empty grave offers eternity. Listen to this statement. If Christ would not have come out of that grave, we wouldn't either one day. Because our God lives, so will you and I. Oh, church, does that fill your heart with hope this morning? Hope in eternity. Because Jesus rose from the grave, you and I will one day as well. Easter Sunday, listen to this. Easter Sunday, 1954. It's a long time ago, almost 70 years. On this very day, my grandfather trusted in Jesus. He recognized for the first time in his life that the tomb was empty and he needed a Savior. And he was saved on Easter Sunday. This past December, that sweet, precious man breathed his last breath. And as the family was gathered around him, yeah, we were sad. But at the very same time, because of what he did on Easter Sunday, our hearts were filled with immeasurable hope. Why? Because we know he's in eternity. Amen? Church, because the grave is empty, that's our hope for Eternity. 
that we will be with him one day. What does Jesus say about this? John chapter 11, 25 and 26. It says, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live. Yes, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe that this morning, church? I'm asking you, do you believe that? Because we need to believe that. You need to convince yourself that the Word of God is true. And what Jesus says is real. That if you trust in Him, you trust in the empty grave, the completion of the gospel story, you'll live with Him forever. That's a big deal, church. That changes it. So this morning, if you are a believer, what do I mean by that? If you've you've trusted in Jesus... The three things that we read this morning, the benefits of an empty tomb, they should remind you, encourage you, fill you with hope that this day has purpose, that your life's been changed. But what about those in this room that have never trusted in Jesus? We've talked about these benefits. You may be asking yourself the question right now, how do I get the benefits How do I receive the benefits of the empty tomb? I I want forgiveness of sins. I I want Holy Spirit power. I, I want to live forever. How do I get those benefits? I'm going to turn this morning on its head. I want you to listen to me. You have to die. What do I mean by that? You have to take your life in the way that you want to live it. And you have to take all of those wants, desires, selfishness, and you have to kill it with Christ. You see, I I can't get you to the resurrection of Jesus without you dying with him first. Let's reread Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, 3 through 8. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, Now we also may live new lives. Do you see that? The old self has to die so we can experience new life with Christ. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful slaves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, and everybody that's trusted in Jesus says, Amen. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, 
we know we will also live with him. I know on Resurrection Sunday where we talk about Christ living, I just said you had to die. But this morning the question will be posed, are, are you ready to die to your old ways? Remember, we're sinful people. We score a zero on that test. We need Jesus. We need the gospel. So this morning, if that's you, the question's been posed, how, how do I receive the benefits of the empty grave? The word of God is so very simple. I want to read a passage of scripture, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Pay attention, look, look, look at me. It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what does it say, church? You will be saved. Look at me. Oftentimes, we make this so complicated. We make salvation so complicated. But the word of God is really clear. Recognize that we need a savior. I think it goes without saying, most people in this room understand that we zero on that test. We're sinners. Then the word of God says, do you believe in the story of Easter? That Jesus rose from the dead for your sin. Just declare it. And the word of God says, you will be saved. It's so easy that even Jesus says, let the little children come to me. It's, it's not complicated. We're, we're lost without Jesus. We need saving. What, what do I mean by saving? In our sin, listen to me, in our sin without Christ, we are distant from God. And the Word of God tells us that our sin, the bad things that we do, separates us from God. Oh, this is not a popular message. But those sins that we commit, listen to me, send us to hell. Separated from God forever. But Jesus, by coming out of the grave, provides a way for you and I to have hope in eternity. Amen? You can receive the benefits, forgiveness, Holy Spirit power, and life everlasting if you just trust in Jesus. Believe in Him. I want you to stand with me this morning. Here's what I want to do. I want to make things so simple for you. 
If you're a person in this room and you know without a doubt you've never received the benefits of an empty grave, let today be the day that you trust in Jesus. Just like my grandfather so long ago on Easter Sunday trusted in Christ. That can be you today. I know it's a little awkward. I get it. I get it. You can trust in Jesus right where you're at, but there's going to be a few pastors down front. And we're going to sing a song in just a moment. And if that's you, you want to trust in Jesus and receive the benefits, we would love to help you. Make it so clear for you on how to receive. Don't let the awkwardness of maybe a new room or a lot of people keep you from trusting in Jesus. Let me pray. God, we love you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the empty grave. God, we know that you love us. Because you love us, you provided a way for us to yourself, and that is through Jesus Christ. Help those in this room that have turned to you already be reminded of your goodness on this Easter Sunday. Let those in this room this morning who have never received the benefits come to you and be changed forever. Thank you for Jesus. It's in his precious name we pray. Amen.